Hi, uh, welcome back to Watch Still Across the Pond. I am the host, one to watch. And today um, we've got Bill is actually moving house and Abdul from Abdullah Watches is actually on holiday. So it's just myself and I've got a, a guest today is Peter, Peter Mustang. Um, hi, Peter. You okay? Hello, Deans. Nice to be on. It's been a while since I've been on. I think I think the last time I was on was beginner watches was the topic. <laughs> it's it's been some time, hasn't it? You, I think on Watch Still Across the Pond. I think you've been on about is it two or three episodes. Twice. I've been on twice. Oh, twice. Yeah. C- can you remember which ep- which episodes you've been on? So, mm, uh, I was on beginner watches, and then mm-hmm. oh, I don't remember which one the other one was. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I mean, that that was season I, one. I can't remember either. It was yeah. months ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago because we did the first season and then um, came back. I think we had almost best part of a year. And the first episode was done by uh, Bill from Not A Watch Slob and myself. Um, and we looked at the Moon Swatch and that was about four episodes ago. So we've, I've been putting um, one out pretty much every other week. So that, you know, it's a couple of months yeah. ago, we came back season two. So I think we're, this is episode five, I think, um, season two. So yeah, good, good to catch up. I mean, I think, I think the sort of plan today is just sort of, you know, having a bit of chat about uh, watch prices, um, which is a sort of ongoing sort of thread okay. that we've had every week for the last few weeks, moon swatch. And then um, I thought it'd be quite fun to just ask you your feelings on different sort of watch topics, maybe, you know, brief, brief replies or one word replies and um, maybe, you know, sort of see where you are with your collection yourself, what you've got in your collection, what sort of collection you've got and all that sort of thing. So that, that sound good. That sounds good. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, no, really good to catch up with you. So, OK, so. What are your thoughts on um, what's happening in the watch market? Sort of hype watches, like Actually, some of the Rolex and expensive watches. Before we so, do that, yeah. Mm. Um, have, how about we do a quick watch check? Oh, what, what am I like? What am I like? It's, I'm normally the one that remembers this, and then today I forgot it, and I've even written it down on, on my sort of list and everything. So, yeah, so go on, Pete. What, what, have, you, what have you got on your wrist today? I am pulling up the photo now. Um, I'm wearing a Bulova Marine Star 98A105, which is an open heart, four o'clock crown uh, dive style. It's it's unfortunately not got the greatest of um, water resistance, but hopefully I can get a photo mm-hmm. up for you. Yeah, cool. Um, um, oh, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I, I have actually owned a Bulova myself. I, I had the... Oh wow, I like that. Yeah, really good. Yeah, it's got a little hope and art bit as well. What what so what is the what is the water resistance on you? So it's not very water resistant for a dog. 100. Okay. Well that's not too bad. But it doesn't have a screw down crown, which is why I wouldn't mm. um, I Yeah, wouldn't that's true. That's true. I mean, some of them do have quite good seals and things as well. And I think yeah. they, they can sometimes say they go up to 200. I wouldn't like to sort of really mess about too much in water if it didn't have a screw down crown i, th- I think the screw down crown to me is pretty essential for a diver so yeah it could be disappointing but having said that i think a lot of people don't necessarily use divers even for going in water or diving or anything these days so it, it would probably suit most people i think probably would it's it's more dressy really mm. i would honestly put this watch in 
even though it's got the timing bezel, I would really honestly put this in, in more the mm. same. I'm trying to think of what the best, uh, it's really almost more field watch than it is diver. And even yeah. and then it's, or it's dressier than that. So I'm not, mm. I'm not really sure what to compare it to. I think it sounds like a good all round watch really. Cause I think that's what a lot of people do these days. They like the diver watch, but if you can, if it's maybe a little bit smaller in size and you could use a field watch and if it's quite smart and it's got that little hope and art bit and, and things, it's it's quite dressy, you know. As a lot of people, you you know, Certainly you see sort small. of dressed up and and they're wearing that sort of watch, yeah. So. Certainly not small at forty three mil, but <laughs> oh, 43, Okay, that's a pretty standard size. I think for me, for a diver, that's that's my perfect size. Forty three, it's a good size. Yeah, forty three yeah. is about the. I think I could probably pull off a forty four or forty five, but forty three is the biggest I own. Yeah, yeah, okay. Two of those. Okay. Yeah, I've, I have actually got forty five. Uh, but it does wear quite small for a 40, oh, it's 45.5, but it does wear small for the size. And it's 16.2 thick, uh, which I've got, which is the Boulder Odyssey. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, you know, it's, it is worth trying, trying, don't be put off by a bigger watch. You know, you've got to try it first because it, it could still look pretty good. You know, sometimes quite smaller sizes on paper can actually wear bigger as well. So, that's really good. Yeah, I, I used to have the Boulevard Moon Watch, and it's the one watch that I regret actually selling, letting, letting go in my collection. Yeah. I, I really wish I still had that watch. And funny enough, that watch was, I think that watch was about 45. And the reason I sold it, 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 it did feel really big because it didn't have a bezel or anything. So for the size of that watch, it just seemed, it just seemed really, really big. Um, That's a watch that I keep, but I, it's, Always in the back of my mind is one of those watches I want to mm. get, the Boulevard mm. uh, Mooner Pilot. Um, it's a good watch, really, yeah. really good, nice watch. It's 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 just that little bit big because it hasn't got a bezel. It's, I think it's about 44 and a half, 45, but without that bezel, it it just feels really big on the wrist. But but having said that, I I, I regret still regret selling it. So I think I think you you know. You just have to not worry about the size to some extent. So, but yeah, you, you should mm -hmm. definitely give that one a try, Peter. Okay. So on my wrist today, I think I'll try, I'm always rubbish at this, but I'll take it off and hold it up to the camera. See if you recognize it to start with. You might have seen a bit of our stuff out there to recognize it. It appears to be a Seiko. The blue it dial. Is. It is. And the dial has got a little brick pattern. Um, so it's uh, the yes. Seiko. I saw the video on that one. Alpinist, oh, brilliant, well done. Um, Seiko Alpinist Ginza. Um, and as you know from watching my video, it's based on where uh, Seiko in 1881 set up um, in Tokyo, the, the posh area, trendy area uh, of Ginza. And the pattern on it is the is the slabs, the paving slabs around the area of Ginza, which is, just seems a bit bizarre. Um, doesn't sound like it should work, but it, it's worked well. And the 3,500 watches sold out really quickly. And I was lucky enough to, I sort of missed the boat completely, like always, but just managed to, to very luckily pick one up a few months after they'd sold out, um, which was a bit of a miracle, to be honest. So I snapped it up really quickly and Rem really pleased with it. Yeah. Reminds me when the other blue dial, that first time they did the blue dial alpinist a few years ago, mm -hmm. it was, yes, that it was, was a special, special with Hodinkee. Mm -hmm. Mm. And um, man, the scalpers managed to get to that one quick. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean that that did well. I mean this this one's done well. This I could have sold it for. I should I could have doubled my money by selling it on eBay straight away. 
And I think, yeah, like you say, that that limited alpinist. I think they bought that at the sort of time when you, you pretty much could only get the um, the green alpinist, which wasn't everyone's cup of tea. And there might have even even been been discontinuing or had discontinued that one as well. And then they bought a very limited, a, a dinky edition out, didn't they? And I must admit, I really wanted that myself. I just because I I'd got the old Saab zero one seven green alpinist. I love the watch. And as soon as the dinky bought that out, I thought, oh, I've got to have that. But it sold out like, you know, straight away. So it just wasn't really an option. And then the scalpers were selling it for, you know, really expensive, as, as, as you know. So, yeah, but good watches. I had, got the same experience with, hmm? I had the same experience with the Timex M79. Yeah. That is the, uh, the automatic version of the Q. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've. They, I mean, they they've been really good watches at the time. I think Timex have done really, really well. Um, they've done all right. They've been a little mm-hmm. bit disappointing on the spec sheet for the the money that you're paying, but yeah. they haven't come out with anything that was like either really ugly or really, mm-hmm. um, really large. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Play it safe. One, yeah. um, just one more watch made a comment. He said, "You know, they're still charming." even yeah. if they're a bit overpriced yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah i mean i mean they've they, they, they've really sort of hit the mark with their watches the watches look good a bit they've been really really good prices you know um well, yeah, whether whether they've sold out quick and then they've, they've they've put the prices up but you know if you if you can if you can get them they've been they've been good prices um but there's i don't know if you know much about rolex when they when they came to uh scotland um in the i think was it the eight probably the 80s um, yeah, yeah t- time set, set a factory up in um, Scotland. I heard it didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go well at all. Um, no, it, it really didn't go too well at all. Uh, uh, yeah, their, 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 their name I, is Muck in Scotland, basically. I remember actually that you and Bill were talking mm. about that in, ep- in the very first episode of this program. And yes. it was while you're talking mm. about that the video cuts off. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, well, I didn't realize I have to go back and listen to that. If yeah. You, kind of mm. off abruptly. I thought I, I had been when I was at work and I mm. had the, my phone in my pocket listening to it the first time. And you guys are talking about Timex in Scotland. And mm. then all of a sudden just it goes silent. And I thought, oh, it's about to start an ad. And then I pull out of my phone and no, it's all <laughs> right. I video did. got lost. I didn't realize that was that was that the video or the podcast version was that the audio version it was the it was both versions I tried them both okay okay we yeah so because what we do we obviously recording on zoom and we, we when we run out of time we run out of time no, no, none of us have got a sort of paid the money to get all the extra time and everything we do me me with the money to do that extra time I think we've gotten ourselves off on several tangents here <laughs> yeah cool okay well let's I tell you what I'd like to do. Um, just catch up on some of the th- some of the sort of common themes we've had over the last few weeks on our watch talk um, pod pod podcast and vodcast, which is um, the first one is watch prices. The the hyped watches, the the Rolex, the the Daytonas, and uh, you know AP and that sort of thing watches um, losing losing value because they've they've been they've gone up so fast in the last couple of years. They've been so hyped and you know must have watches by people who've seen them on social media and everything and now suddenly due to this, this state of the world the war and all the different factors um recessions and things 
lost the value what's what's your thoughts on that peter what you know well regardless of the state of the world this was going to happen at some point it mm. may have come a little quicker because of that mm, but true um you know whenever like trends especially social media driven trends mm. they change they change fast yeah they change really quick yeah. and when that happens what was cool five months ago mm. is mm. now lame yes um yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you go back a couple of months. I mean, you know, I mean, most people would have given arm and leg to get a, a, De- a Rolex Daytona. Now, you know, it's suddenly it's all changed, isn't it? Because they're losing so much right. value. You, you, you know, it's almost like we've lost interest, you know, who's going to buy one at the minute, you know? Right. Well, the Daytona is an interesting case as well, because the Daytona was already um, pretty... Um, was already really expensive wasn't those things like 20 grand before they became a hype watch yeah i already think i mean pretty much be, uh, yeah and and you probably could still get them I, I don't know we haven't got abdul our expert but i don't know what you can get them for retail i'm guessing they're only about 20 20 000 retail but they were selling i mean you know for i don't i don't exactly know how much but probably something stupid like about 80 90 thousand something crazy which is just ridiculous. If you can buy twenty thousand from the from the retailer, the problem is you can't get them, and that's the thing, isn't it? I think that that that's the sort of system that, that is in place. And I don't know whether things are going to change after this little price correction, or whether it's just going to go back again. And what's your thoughts on that, Peter? If it does go up, I don't think it will be the same watches. Mm. Okay. If it yeah. is the same watches, the Daytona would be one of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm. I think. I think one thing that might hurt Rolex a little bit, Rolex's Daytona a little bit, is the Zenith. Is the Zenith Daytona thing? Oh, that that's a really nice watch. I mean, I I, oh, in, I actually I think, think it looks better than the Daytona. probably. I think probably better as well. To be honest, um, if it wasn't for the hype, you know, right? Because if if people start looking at them more objectively, I think they'll find that the the Zenith mm. is probably a better piece. Mm. um rolex i've always thought the hype around rolex had to come down at some point because rolex is not rolex i think um federico losa mentioned this at one point Mm. he said that rolex as far as their construction is and their their msrp prices are kind of mid middle of the road Mm. for luxury watches they're not they're not Did I did I freeze? Uh, yeah, carry on. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're not. Um, you know, their price their their prices aren't nearly as high as a lot of the other brands. They're almost mm. more like to use an automotive comparison. They're kind of like BMW. Mm. Mm. More than they are. They're but they're BMWs that are being sold for Lamborghini prices, mm. and so at mm. some point this had to change. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. But I could see older models. And more rare pieces, you know, coming, uh, coming for that price. Like still on the BMW analogy, there was the uh, mm. that M1 mid-engine supercar that mm. they made back in mm. like the '80s and the '70s. Mm. That's now selling for tons and tons of money. Yeah, uh, because it's you know, collectors do like that sort of um, historical value context sort of thing. So that's possible. I, I mean, I think with Rolex as well, they're they you know they, they are 
only sort of BMW quality, if you're going to use that analogy. They're not, they're not sort of Lamborghini or Ferrari quality, are they? So they shouldn't sell for too much, which they don't retail, but they do on the grey market, you know, because it's hype, isn't it? It's it's the the must-have watch or the watch everyone's heard of. It's the it's the oh, it's my I've just got married, or it's my 50th birthday or whatever. I must have a Rolex. It's it's become the go-to celebration watch and hype watch hasn't it that's the thing it's instantly recognizable mm. it's a name everybody knows mm. it's a brand whose their watches are quite versatile like a stainless mm. steel sports watch you can wear for almost anything yeah yeah you know? no definitely. definitely and that's almost all they make that's you know it's that's why it's so much easier you can get a gold one easier than you can get a steel one sometimes yeah i mean that definitely used to be the case and i, I don't know quite so much now but i i, I think we've I mean, gold watches have become more popular in the last few years. So that might change slightly, but definitely at one time, you, could, you know, the steel sports models were, were the ones that were hard to get and the ones that were um, from the grey market, the prices were a lot higher. But, you know, that may, might have changed a little bit over the last few years. Um, the, so, so if we move on to the next one, was the thing we've had on, you know, watch talk over the last few weeks and and um bill and myself did an episode on a few weeks back was the moon swatch i don't did you see, did you catch our episode on the moon I swatch did. um i was actually on a stream on bill's channel with some mm. of the aussie the australian crew mm. talking about those yeah i quite like them um mm. i think they're pretty um at least some of them i quite like uh mm. the mission to the moon which is basically a standard yeah, um, I think Mercury, and then I really liked oh, a great one. Pluto as well. Which one's which, which one's Pluto? Very vintage racing. Okay, Pluto yeah. is the uh, the cream dial with the red bezel. Um, it looks very much like an old racing chronograph. Okay, and yeah. I, I oh yeah, yeah, sport, so. yeah, yeah. I, I know that one. I think me and Bill have mentioned that one. Yeah, yeah. So were you? Um, you know, would would you get one if it when they become available? If if they ever become available, I I'd, I'd consider them. Um, mm-hmm. It'd kind of be between them and the uh, and the Bulova, because they're both yeah. kind of the same size. Bulova's probably got a better movement. Yeah, um, it's good movement in that Bulova. Yeah, sweeper quartz that they got in there. It's good. It's I think it's accurate to about ten seconds a year. I think it just if I think from what I remember of mine, it, there's something strange like the second hand does two movements a second or something. It doesn't move once a second, it moves twice a second, something a bit unusual. The Bulovas? The yeah, the move the Bulovas have a smooth sweep, they don't tick. No, that's the, the chronograph hand. Yeah. The oh. the sec the second hand, um the running second hand actually does t- I think it's two two movements a second. But it's the chronograph mm, and that's that's so so if you want to run the chronograph and um which is obviously the the one around the you know outside of the watch uh the the the, the actual running second hand is one of the small ones which you don't see as as much but i think that was two ticks a second so some, something was a bit different with that which which is really good actually because it's just it's just different you know that itself is yeah. just it's, it's a great watch great movement very accurate pick pick up and you know uh, because it's because it's obviously quartz but it's it's got that accuracy and everything it's just a really great watch got mine at a super great price i bought it off a chap who'd had it a couple of weeks so it was new but it got it really really cheap um less than half price of what they are now you know really really cheap 
and I probably kept it for about a year, but it always did bug me a little bit that it was just that little bit big. But um, anyway, so what 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 did you what did you what did you think about the sort of release of the Moon Moon Swatch, the sort of hype and everything, uh, the, you know, around the release? You cut out for a bit there. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What 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 did you think of the 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 sort of release of the Moon Swatch, the way that they released the watch and had people queuing and people some people disappointed and then and then the actual sort of people flipping it and you know selling them this two hundred and two hundred pound watch for two thousand pound. What what did you think of that one? All that. Well, first off, from day from word go, we knew that they were going to come out as a regular release later on, and this was just the early mm. ones. So I think anybody who's who would who would flip it for that amount is pretty dumb and anybody who'd take it is even dumber but um um i i think the entire moon swatch idea is a good a good marketing move for both brands because i hadn't heard much out of swatch for quite a while this is the first time swatch has really come up on my radar other than the system 51 on occasion Oh yeah, get yeah. That's that's is that an auto, even, that's the automatic inter. That's the automatic, yeah. Mm. yeah. And those, mm-hmm. but those aren't even mentioned all that often. So this putting spotlight on both Swatch and Omega mm. in in this way with a watch that's that's like this is pretty good. The one that I would question would be the um, the Moon Swatch Mission to the Moon mm. because that one is almost just a straight up mm. Speedmaster. Yeah, yeah. So, so you think it'd work better if it was the other models, but not that particular one? So it would. It no, would... I'm not necessarily. Mm. Mm. I just wonder if um, people there are there is going to be people who who are going to dislike it for mm. being a knockoff. Okay. Yeah. I don't personally believe that. Yeah. That's, okay. I think that it has its place, but mm. I know that that will that that opinion will happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some do. It's funny because pe- people that own, um, you know, the 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 actual sort of Moon Watch, the Amiga Moon Watch, um, Speedmaster Professional, um, they're a bit split from what I can make out. Some some people are like, you know, absolutely fine with it, and even you know are going to buy one or already have bought one. Um, uh, that is a moon swatch themselves and others are sort of like it devalues it and or you know and, and don't think it's a good thing it, it seems to be from what i can make out a 50 50 split on that yeah i mean thing is though especially the colored ones like the the speedmaster doesn't come in very many colors if i remember correctly um I could there, be wrong. There, there is different variations. I mean, there's like a gold one. There is one that's got that sort of deep, that sort of um, very deep red bezel, like you talked about. The what? The what? That was one of the yes. Uh, there is one that looks like that. Um, what, what? What was the one with it? With the with the, with that bezel? What, of the moon's watch. Mission oh, to this is this is the this is mission to Pluto. Yeah. So the the mission to Pluto was. Um, the subdials aren't are, are not in that color of the bezel, so the the the, the all of the um, you know that 
it's it's all one color that sort of is it beige color whatever that color is and then um the bezel is that sort of ready purpley deep deep red color um and that was a special like um a certain anniversary or something of the uh speed day that you know i i that was the, in my mind that was the best speedy ever that that was just such a beautiful watch um on that one it's interesting how they've actually made the speed the sub dials the same color as the bezel because if they didn't then that would be an exact sort of copy off that special one that i really like are you thinking the speedmaster tokyo 2020 edition no don't think it is that which is white dial with red bezel no i think it's um it might even be the one they've done in gold. There might be gold involved in it, but um, I don't know. When me and Bill have talked about this and I mentioned it, Bill did bring it up on, um, and then he went, he went, he sort of like, are you sure? Are you sure? And then, and then, and then he sort of looked it up and he went, yeah, that's it. It's, you know, so it is. And then I realized, because it, something was different in my mind and it's the sub dials on the actual Amiga, um, and at special anniversary edition, whatever it is, limited edition, the sub dials aren't the same color as the bezel. So it's just the bezel of that color. And that particular Speedmaster is probably my favorite one. It's really, really nice. Um, yes, that. Uh, this is oh. the Tokyo one. No, it's not the Tokyo. It's not the Tokyo one. There's um, the, 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 there's another one which is a. Um, and at some sort of anniversary it might be. I'm thinking 140th, but that that's probably sacred. It's just 140th, so it won't be 140th, will it? Um, maybe 40th, is it, or something like that? 40th or 50th or something? 60th? So, so some some sort of special anniversary edition, and I think it was in gold, and it was limited to not many pieces, um, and it sold out really 40th, quickly. 40th appears to have like a like a coin looking sub dial on it. Right. Ah, uh, um, right. I don't think it's that. I don't know which one it is, but one of them and that, and that in my mind, I mean, I'm not a expert on Speedmasters. Oh, I haven't got one. And I think I found it gold uh, with the dark maroon. Yes. With the, yeah. Um, Apollo 11 50th anniversary 50th that's it 50th well when that came out I thought if there's one I could really go for and put some money in it'd be that one but unfortunately even then I didn't have the chance because it sold out and then on the grey market they were going for stupid amounts yeah that that one that's the one that that is my favorite favorite um you know Speedmaster that is I like that's the fact it's a bit of a darker gold tone mm, yeah yeah it but keeps it's it from looking hmm. From looking cheap. Mm. Oh, I mean, the brighter I like the that. gold, mm. the brighter the gold, it almost kind of makes it look a little bit cheaper sometimes. Yeah, I think I think they made a mistake on the moon swatch though by putting those sub dials, you know, coloring them sub dials. But having said that, it does make it different because if they didn't mm -hmm. do that, it would be a copy of that, wouldn't it? In my it mind, it would look almost exactly like either that or the Tokyo mm. one that I showed it, earlier. It would. So, so what they've done with the subdials makes sense, but if I was going to buy one and they had done that with the subdials, then that would be the one I'd go for. But because they've they've coloured them subdials in, it doesn't appeal to me personally. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not so keen on that one. So, anyway, let's. I, I tell you what, I would like to do, and this is um, 
these little one-off specials that I'm doing where I just talk to other people. I'd, I'd just like to go through some sort of read out some, you know, like brands and terms, watch, watch related. And in either a word or short sentence, sort of give your feelings on that. Do you want to, do you want to go at that one? All right. So, okay. And, and I've added a few extras in the last, in the last hour or so. So um, Rolex. <laughs> Uh, see earlier conversation. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Tudor. <laughs> Would like a more without the snowflake hour hand. Okay, yes. There's a Just 50, the hour hand. Split. I have an issue yeah, 50-50 yeah, split on that one, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Some people... If It's Marmite, isn't it? I love right. I actually like if it. The, if the snowflake hand ended in the corner of the square, I'd like it more. Okay, but it has that little bit of nib that sticks out of the outer mm. out from beyond it. That, that makes yep, it no, that's a fair comment. Um, Seiko. Lost what made them cool. Okay. Tag. Needs to go back to being Hoyer. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that, them old tags, Hoyer ones are absolutely excellent. I Good, good, yeah, good point. Very good answer to that one. Richard Mill. Very tacky. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Nomos. Really good value yeah, on those. Good, good German brand. Doxa. I keep thinking they're more expensive than they are. Mm, good watches, real, real good history and... Uh, I think a true diver's watch, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Micro brands. What? Yeah, micro brand watches. Uh, it depends on the micro brand. Um, some of them I really like. I've got a Vario that I like. I've got a Gekota mm. that I quite like. Um, but there are some some of the micro brands you see, then you can tell that they are that they are. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how to put it, but they're they're just kind of in it as a for the fashion game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it can vary. And I, I think really like some micro some some of yeah some are really good and some are definitely getting better. And so some some are almost not micro brands anymore. They've become so big. Like um, Christopher Ward is an example of that one. Um, Panerai. I think Laurier. Oh, Laurier is another one. Yeah, they're they're a good brand. What do you think of Panerai or 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 would you like to be a Paneristi? I like them is their styling, but yeah. they have made some moves in the past and they have, um, I, well, first of all, I can't afford one, but I do really like the styling. It's yes, it, it is. And I, and I think it's, I think the more, the, the more you get into watches at first, they, they look really odd. So they maybe look odd to sort of non-watch people, but as you get more and more into watches, they get more and more appealing, I think, because they're definitely on my radar. Um, but if you listen to Abdul a week or two ago, um, he said that some of their new new ones were quite poor water resistance, very very low, like fifty meter water resistant, and yeah. you know so, some of the movements they're yeah, putting the on so good. Yeah, I remember when the Luminor yeah. Due came out, Federico almost blew a gasket mm. on those. <laughs> Yeah, which is um, a snapback case, thirty meters of water resistance. That, well, that was it. Thirty. Yeah. It's even worse than fifty. Yeah, thirty. Abdul did have a bit of a, a 
you know talk about that a few weeks back on on one, on one of our episodes of watch talk across the pond yeah um and the last one vintage watches Ooh, um very much depends on the decade um i had a 40s boulevard Hmm. men's dress watch that was that was just too small for my wrist okay yeah that um, is a problem with a lot of the 70s but i have a like a couple of 60s pieces and a couple of hmm. 70s pieces that i really really like yeah it's, it's interesting yeah definitely yeah so no very good that and i think some some really good answers there really yeah i think that's that's definitely one i'll use again um can, can i just maybe um in the dying few minutes ask a little bit about your own, own collection what 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 do you, what is your favorite watch that you own in your own collection probably one i haven't actually worn in quite a while but uh slava which is a russian brand mm. they did a reissue a while back of their tv set watch from the soviet period oh i've and seen you with that modern, before mm. um and that is one of my favorites. It's mm. it's the one. Matter of fact, when you did the favorite watches videos and had yeah. people send in, that was the one I sent in. You did, yeah. That's where I remember it um, from. Yeah, yeah. On my video channel. What I love about that watch mm. is, mm. yeah. What I love about that watch is the di- is the dial. Mm. It has this this kind of almost. It's almost like got a little bit. It's a matte finish with a little mm. t- little bit of sparkle to it. Blue dial. Uh, but it came in like five colors of dial mm, and mm. um and it's like got three different heights with some like textured lines running across and the slava logo looks like something off of a the back of an old car and wow. the yeah it's the logo it's, it's, it's and the sounds, numbers are all in like silver let me see if i can pull up an image They've put some evidence to that, and I, and I think that that sort of shape watches have, have become quite popular as well over the last year or so you know, I think both gold watches and square watches have really come back in fashion. It's funny how fashions do come around, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, what, what, I mean, what... I had... Go on. I had um, one of my favorite watches is the um, um, is the Monaco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, square, square obviously. Yeah. That's a, that's a real classic, isn't it? Mm. And, mm-hmm. and from the film, wasn't it? Le Mans um, with... God, what's the actor's name? It's, it escapes me. I can picture him and I can't think of his name. Oh, in the Mons. Um, Steve, Steve McQueen. McQueen. Steve McQueen. Brilliant. Yeah. That that watch, you know, just so good, Steve McQueen, straight away. Yeah. And then that was the thing with Daytona, wasn't it? Daytona was associated with um Wood. Um oh I can't think of his now. I'm terrible. I'm so bad with names. Jo- jo- Joanne Woodward's uh, husband. Um his name peter here's one for you i'm not i'm i'm not coming up with anything okay this nope. is the green version that's live mm. wow yeah really nice really nice that yeah yeah and i'd imagine it looks pretty good on the wrist because because it's sort of the the longer the, the longer way is sort of the one that goes with your wrist not you know so it wouldn't sort of stand out and that, it yeah. feels and looks substantial without looking huge mm. probably because it's it's a little bit thick. Mm. Um, the dial is actually quite deep. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a very nice it's a nice piece. I really like it's, it. And it's got date day date as well. Uh, the, yeah. the 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 um, and Cyrillic the, days, which is a, makes mm. it a bit interesting to set. Yeah, I was going to say it's it, it's obviously got the Russian um, date, 
what, what is it? Does it have a, a different date as well as the Russian one? Does it have something else? Does, does it have mm. like English date or French date or anything different? Does it have two um, two day wheels? No, they were never made with mm. uh, with English date uh, day wheels. So 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 that is just you know like 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 the Seiko. There's you know some watches have more than one date. You know they have two different yeah. dates. You can wind on. Um, Seiko is, yeah. is is the one in particular to do that. Seiko I suppose a lot don't. My Timex has du- mm. a dual language day wheel as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think is a good idea. But the no, only thing that... it does have those that like on a lot of them Sunday is red. Yeah, uh, it mm. does have that, so that helps. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So, Peter, let me just let me just ask you, what is um, if you could just have you know money not being an issue or anything, what is the watch you would you know just go out and get what, what, what what's your favorite watch it would be this one the h moser swiss alp oh yeah and no. i like it yeah. because this mm. is a high horology piece that mm. it's its whole thing is is kind of just to to joke and mm. kind of meme on the apple watch and it, it's it encapsulates nice. why i like h moser because they're a high horology brand that doesn't take mm. themselves too seriously I don't know if you've ever seen the promotional video for this uh, for this watch. No, no. Oh, it's fantastic! You got to look it up. It's it's a, one of the best watch promo videos I've ever seen. So, so, so what's the just just so for myself and, the, and our listeners? What's the exact model of that watch that you? That is the H Moser Swiss Alp watch. Okay, so we, oh, I've heard of that one, Swiss Alp, and and, and so a few different versions. The adverts worth watching. Yeah, nice. They, it's funny because. Um, Abdul did mention that brand a few weeks back. I know Abdul really likes that brand, um, respects that brand. And uh, if, if anyone knows this stuff on watches, it's Abdul. So I'm, you know, I, I would imagine they are definitely a good horology um, brand for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. What does that have interest? What what um, what other brands do you, do you particularly like? And I know I know you like a lot because you had a look a lot of the sorts of Russian watches and everything. You, you you've got I, quite I did, a few. I find- I find a lot of that industry, um, I know getting them now is going to be borderline impossible, but a lot of yeah. that, mm. a lot of their industry is a bit underrated. Um, Denisov is another really good Russian brand, very yeah. uh, mm. motorsport inspired. I think I've mentioned them on here before. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, I, I wonder if the, Raketa the, is another the, one. The, the watches you've got, the Russian watches you've got, uh, have, have the prices gone up because the, now the, 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 the you know, get the, difficult to get? I haven't looked. Um, right. Yeah. I, I just, know previously you kind of had to, um, if you couldn't order straight from Russia, you, you mm. had to order through most of the dealers were in Germany. Do you, I noticed um, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially for, uh, for uh, Vostok and uh, Polyat, mm. Um, mm. which makes a lot of chronographs. Um, I, I, I actually did have the uh, Vostok actually. Um, did, I, it wasn't really my, my thing when it came and uh, I sold it to a friend like a watch collecting friend um, I sold quite a few watches too I sort of you know used to just wear it and say oh you know uh, if you, you, do you want this watch you can buy it off me if you want and quite often he'd say yeah um, now he sort of says to me oh you know don't, don't even show me any watches I, you know you, I mean, you know I'm a bit of an addict and you know to me he, he, uh, I have to sort of 
you know, keep off that subject with him because he, he just can't resist. But um, yeah, I sold it pretty quickly. It just wasn't my yeah. thing. But um, but that that um, other watch, you you know, that, that is one of your favourite watches in your collection. I do like that one. The square one is, is a nice watch, definitely. What what other brands, you know, yeah. non-Russian do you like, Peter? Any particular brands? Well, I mean, one that I one that I think I've mentioned before that Bill really like likes mm. when I bring up is uh ball watches oh i like ball um, i'm a big ball fan. More specifically mm. my favorite ball piece is the engineer mm. hydrocarbon aero gmt2 mm. which would be um this mm. one. i know that one mm. yeah okay. yeah i know i know that one and I actually nearly nearly bought a ball watch actually. It was it was something fire chaser or something like that. Might have had a name before it. It was a chronograph. Um, came very close to buying it. I thought it was a great price from a shop. And then, um, oops. And I'm then um, I, I'm glad I didn't buy it because I, I saw it cheaper actually online somewhere and I, and, I, and I came very close, but didn't buy it in the end. Oh, that one. Yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. And so just say again, what that model is. It was the, this is the engineer hydrocarbon aero GMT two. Mm, mm. It's a long one. Um, so that's, that's one I, I quite like. I like that. It's got the blue and red bezel. Do, do you actually like a GMT function? Because I think they I, seem really, again very popular VMT functions. I do quite like um, the mm. GMT. I, I'm not. To me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really want to pay extra for a GMT function. I, I, we could just. You could just work out the times. You know, time differences, and you might want to track more than one. You know, several time differences, which you wouldn't do. I, I'd find a, a world timer would be more appealing to me than the GMT personally. Yeah. Um... Actually, Ball does have a nice world timer. Um, mm. They have a world time chronograph that um, that's kind of a neat piece. I'll get a picture of that one up here. But uh, there's another couple of brands that I really like. One of them is a micro. It's an Australian micro brand whose name mm. is not coming to me. Um, right. Mm. I don't know any Australian micro brand. So. Um, and I'm hold on. I'm trying to look it up. Uh, I couldn't suggest anything. Do you like Do you like Mont Blanc? Just out of interest, while you're looking it up. Second hour, that was the name. Oh, second hour. I've heard of second hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, didn't I really like the dial on there. Mm. I really like the dial on their Mandala watch. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really nice dial. Interesting. Um, do you like Mont Blanc? That's that's been that's on another um, brand on my radar at the minute. It's Mont Blanc. They they've just done the diver, which you know is one of the interesting very popular. When it comes to Mont Blanc, um, first off, I mostly know that brand as a pen company. Yeah, fountain pens is something else. That's I, what they're known I, for. I yeah. Hmm. Matter of fact, I think I got in. I think I was into pens before I was into watches. Hmm. And um, but I haven't seen too much of their watches. But the ones I have seen, they definitely look pretty good. Um, hmm. I can't speak hmm. to the value. Yeah. Personally, but. Mm. The, the, well, Watches of Wonders, they bought a diver out. I can't remember what it's called, but it's very popular. And and everybody thinks it's, you know, for what you get for the money is very good. Mm. And okay. I just, I couldn't remember what it was called, but it's, that's worth looking it up from Watches and Wonders. Yeah. This is that ball uh, world mm. timer. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The, yeah. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, it's, it's got it's got the uh, it's got the different countries around the outside. Yeah, I'd find a world timer. I'd, I'd buy a world timer. I, I wouldn't go out my way to buy a GMT. Um, mm. I, th- I think they're quite fascinating. The the world timers and they they can be made to look pretty good. Mm. The, the Amiga have got a really nice one that's um, been out a couple, yeah, for the last couple of years. Uh, that I really mm. like. It's got it's got the actual map of the world in the middle. You know, one of the sort of classic. Um, like some of the very vintage sort of Amiga type watches, you know, and Rolex and such like. Um, I do I quite like those with the sort of the you know the the world in the, in the, on the dial itself. Very nice, cool. Um, well, I tell you what, I think that could be a good place to, to end the the episode. So, well, thank you very much, uh, Peter Mustang. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Um, sort of not sp- probably spoken to you for about a year, yeah. Um, and not good, correctly good, anyway. And it's really good that you've you've been sort of you know you've seen some of our videos and things and um, and I know you've commented on some of, some of my my videos on my video channel as well um, and just really great to catch up with you and uh, you know talk about watches with you so much appreciated so this was Watch Dog Across the Pond um, from me one to watch and from Peter Mustang have a good day folks.